Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hutsmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hutsmo Black. Hey, y'all. Welcome. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Hey, you got me, the Hushmo driving this train this evening. It's August the 2nd, Joe. 2014. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum, where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometime we'll do it louder. Did anybody out here on Blog Talk, y'all? We uh, got a great show for you this evening. As always, Facebook friends, how y'all doing? Got a free call-in number. One eight eight eight. That's Triple H, y'all. One eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. We don't take many calls out here, but we will from time to time entertain uh, a caller or two. We we drive this train by ourselves out here. The Hushbook wearing four hats, y'all. We wear four heads out here, multitasking, trying to uh, trying to get it all in. We, hey, we we do what we do now. We <laughs> we we do what we we do what we do. That something's going on here. Let's see. see. We trying to uh, man. So you might be doing too much next month. Anyway. <laughs> Everybody's got a part to play in that thing. That's what he was trying to say. 
Now, people don't like to hear that. Well, they didn't like to hear it. I mean, some do, some don't. I understood what he was trying to say. It may have came out kind of. But uh, he, as it turned out, ESPN has suspended Stephen A. Smith <laughs> more harshly than uh, the NFL suspended uh, uh, Ray Ray. If you can believe that. Now, something's, something's wrong with that. Hey, y'all, it's about uh, five minutes after seven, y'all, in the ATL. It's August, y'all. This year really has gotten away. It really has gotten away from us. Got a great show for you uh, this evening, y'all. You know, our motto, we advocate for uh, social justice on behalf of American Africans. That's what we do out here. We, we've been out here now five years, y'all. Wow, it don't seem that long. But how time flies when you're having fun, and we do have fun um, expressing our uh, point of view. I'm just, a, as the song goes, another point of view. Yeah, everybody got a point of view. We, everybody don't uh, get a chance to express their uh, point of view, and we we uh, are so grateful that uh, we through uh, the Hushmo Black Forum every Saturday from seven to nine for two hours we're out here. Uh, Talking about the things that are relevant to our community, or things that we feel is is relative, is uh, relevant from feedback we get uh, from uh, interacting uh, with uh, the community, a segment of it. We we just the microcosm of a uh, of the larger uh, dashboard. We just the microcosm. But we advocate for uh, social justice, for justice on behalf of Americans. Africans said not because we don't love everybody. We do. I want to let you know that. Uh, just by extension, we uh, have to be a part of that community and uh, find ourselves uh, advocating on their behalf. <clears throat> hey, y'all. Uh, we took a... Uh, Took out a movie last night. Yeah, we we we're not a movie. We're not. That's what was not a movie goer. Uh, I can tell you that right now. We now my family. My family's different. Everybody got their own uh, interests. My wife and kids. They I love uh, the movie. And from time to time, they will uh, they will pick peak my interest to the. Uh, well, I always go take one in. And I went uh, last night to take in James Brown, not so much from their uh, coercion, uh, coercion <laughs> uh, but uh, more so uh, than uh, from the fact that I'm a big, big James Brown fan. Uh, oh, yeah, James Brown and I, <laughs> we uh, are from the, the 60s. We came up uh, through that uh, 
to the same time. Uh, uh, and both from Georgia, so we have a lot in common. I'm a big, big, one of my favorite uh, entertainers uh, of all time. So we went to uh, check out the movie. Thought we was going to be uh, somewhat disappointed in it. Uh, just uh, who could ever uh, recreate uh, <laughs> Mr. Dynamite, uh, the godfather of soul, uh, uh, soul brother number one. Uh, who could ever create that mystique uh, in a movie? But, you know, they I know the answers to that is no one. However, uh, this particular rendition of it, get on up, turned out to be a pretty uh, a pretty uh, good movie. I, th- I thought I heard some things about James Brown uh, that I didn't know. Uh, well, a lot about James Brown I didn't know, but uh, sad as his music. I mean, I, I got just about all his music. But uh, some of his life, his life experiences, guy came up the hard uh, uh, the hard way, although that guy could say he was telling from a young age. So, you know, as soon as he got to uh, singing and stuff, he uh, he made a rapid climb to uh, to the top. A steady uh, climb. The guy was just a genius with uh, uh, what he did. Just a, the movie, uh, Mick Jagger. Uh, you know, Mick, uh, the lead out front for uh, the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Mick Jagger produced that movie, and I thought, I mean, something he left out, of, you know, of his his life that uh, wasn't in there, but the movie's almost two hours, so you can't. A guy that, uh, that lived that, uh, that large, as hard as a crib, uh, they lived a long time. They lived into the seventies. He was still touring, but uh, it's hard to crib all, all of uh, James Brown's life into a two-hour movie. But uh, they did a pretty, uh, really good job. I thought I'm giving it a B plus, and I'm not a, I'm, uh, yeah, I don't like I said, I'm not really a movie goer, but. And pretty harsh on grading uh, movies, but I, I gave that one a B plus. Thought it was really well done. Get on up, y'all go check it out. The story of James Brown. Uh, I think it's worthwhile. A great, great entertainment. We will. Uh, he is missed out there in the uh, entertainment world. In my. My uh, age, right? My age group, anyway. Hey, we can old, but uh, we <laughs> we we can old. Shoot. But uh, we. Hey, y'all! It's about uh, eleven minutes after seven. Yeah, here in the ATL, has got a great show. So much is going on in the world, y'all. But. Uh, but yeah, just uh, y'all go out and uh, pay your respects to James. This functional Congress, huh? They passed something dealing with uh, the border thing, some kind of bill that they knew is dead on the on arrival. Uh, President asked for three point seven billion dollars to handle the crisis on the border. 
the Republican-led House decided at the last minute after failing to do anything, uh, in fact, withdrawing the bill from the floor Thursday, at the last minute Friday after wrangling everybody's throat to stay in town to do something, they uh, almost would have been better doing nothing than just getting on out of town after Thursday so that the president could go ahead and uh, do what he got to do through executive action. They came up with this uh, extreme uh, craziness that neither the Senate nor the president uh, uh, on board with, uh, which doesn't address uh, the issue of uh, a crisis on the border, nor um, uh, take a look at the, the integra- uh, immigration uh, crisis overall. So that's a non-starter. They go on vacation. They'd be gone for five weeks without doing absolutely nothing. This Congress has did absolutely nothing in terms of uh, moving uh, the country forward. It's a good thing this president and his the policies has really did uh, a remarkable job in terms of uh, getting us out of the malaise that uh, we were in when he took office in 2009. It's amazing how uh, uh, the economy has turned around. Uh, uh, two wars is in, and there was still got a lot of conflict all over the world. And that's a normal... Uh, normal events, I mean, but wow. Uh, I can't imagine John McClain or this other guy being president right now in these trying times. I'm glad that we have uh, uh, President Barack Obama, someone who's uh, calm, cool, and collected under some dire, dire uh, uh, times here. These are trying times we're living in. I don't know about that thing over in uh, Israel, between uh, Israel and the Palestinians. I, for the life of me, can't uh, uh, figure out why it was that in 1948, when the United Nations was setting up, establishing this new state of Israel out of territory that uh, the Palestinian people occupied, and then at the same time, set up a state for those people who have been there thousands of years. It's crazy. Now, uh, some 60 years later, that here we are. Everybody's looking for a two-state solution, and now everybody wants to say that it's up to Israel and Palestine to come to agreement on that. No, it's not just up to Israel and Palestine. It wasn't up to just Israel and Palestine in 1948 when the United Nations and the rest of the Western world after World War II uh, gave the uh, 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 hand stamp on establishing the state of Israel. That was Israel and the rest of the world uh, against the Palestinians. Now, all of a sudden, it's the Palestinians in Israel. 
What about uh, the rest of the world? Where are they at in this equation here? Because uh, when you set up Israel, you ignored uh, people who had been uh, on that territory of uh, thousands of years. It seems to me uh, the only thing, correct thing, and it might come down to it, the United uh, Nations, they're going to have to go in there, step in, and set up a state of Palestine adjacent to this uh, state of Israel that they created uh, in 1948. Put UN forces at the uh, demilitarized DMZ uh, uh, of those two countries until uh, they can live in peace. But the United States, the rest of the world's got to uh, step up and play a big part in this. Those two sides left alone is going to, uh, from what I can see, uh, kill each other off before they do anything. Now, I I don't know. I think uh, the rest of the world, through the UN, have a major, major responsibility here to uh, bring this thing to uh, some kind of uh, conclusion here. It's not going to get done without... uh, their help. They helped create uh, that state of Israel in 1948. They, the United Nations, including the United States and the rest of the world, uh, signed off on that. Well, it's about uh, 17 after. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls here, y'all. We'll be right back. Y'all hang in there. You got me in the hush boat driving this train. Advocated on your behalf. You're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the National Blackstone, yeah. August the 2nd. We got a lot of birthdays. A lot of birthdays coming up in August, yeah. want to wish everybody who's got a birthday in August happy birthday, so I won't if I forget anybody later on. We might as well go on and get this thing out the way right now. The Ebola outbreak in Western Africa, y'all, has reached the ATL. Two of the patients, two of the people, Americans, who were uh, one doctor, one other medical worker, was there in Liberia, there in West Africa, assisting in uh, the outbreak, the Ebola outbreak, and came down with the Ebola themselves and was restricted. They uh, flew them back to Atlanta today. They're American citizens. They have a right to be here. I don't have no problem with that. But this is a dangerous, dangerous uh, uh, virus. Huh? They don't know how it's transmitted. Apparently, it's not transmitted through uh, the air, but uh, through uh, some bodily fluid. But It's highly contagious, or it's highly deadly, I should say. <clears throat> Thing has a kill rate of over ninety percent. It has a kill rate of around ninety percent, y'all. That's a pretty high. Uh, that's a pretty high kill rate when you're talking about viruses and things like this. I mean, they all uh, discovered here last week. Uh, uh, four spots here in Atlanta, outbreak of uh, West Nile, uh, the West Nile virus. That, that thing carried uh, primarily by mosquitoes. There's four places here in Atlanta. The Fourth Ward being one. Washington Park is another area that has uh, been uh, frequent from time to time. Watch the park. Have to be careful out this time here with the uh, mosquitoes and things. This is Ebola. They're not sure how it originated. They, I heard somebody suspect that it was through contact in Africa with the uh, fruit bat. Some animal, the fruit bat. Somebody else said it was monkeys. Monkey meat. People eat that stuff. You know? I, I don't have it. Yeah, if you ain't cooking it, 
properly. And ingesting uh, monkey meat or bat meat or whatever. That could, uh, that could cause that could cause problems. Huh? That could cause problems. Now I'm not a. What do you call the guy that follows epidemic? the like the CDC. Well, I'm not uh, any of that, but just uh, a layman such as I can see that uh, if monkeys, if monkeys are the main carriers of uh, this Ebola, it's probably a pretty good idea. Probably be a pretty good idea not to uh, not to be eating uh, not to be eating that uh, monkey meat, especially a lot of those countries over there. They meat damn near raw. There's a Nigeria, several Nigerian restaurants here in Atlanta, but uh, some of those places serve their beef and stuff. Damn, they're wrong. Now, we, <laughs> I have a problem uh, eating any kind of meat, bro. I, 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 uh, I can see where that would have the potential of uh, causing some um, some real uh, unexpected uh, consequences. I can see where that could cause some real unexpected consequences. So this Ebola, these two uh, Americans that were in West Africa on this humanitarian uh, mission to do good wound up with this fatal disease that there is no uh, cure for. Now there's pros and cons on what it should have uh, happened to these two uh, Americans there in Liberia or uh, Nigeria, where uh, I believe it started in Nigeria, well, started in Liberia, and wound up in Nigeria, where they uh, came down with the uh, Ebola. That somebody made a decision to bring them back home, which I, I believe was the right decision. They are American citizens. Uh, just because you got some crazy disease doesn't prevent you from uh, coming home. Or should it? <laughs> Somebody said, hold up, hush, mom. 
Whoa. Or should that prevent you? you got this deadly disease that's going to kill everybody that uh, uh, is going to kill everybody that uh, uh, is infected with it. Surely you got a way. The good of the many or the good of few. That equation got to come into play here. That that thing has to come into play here, y'all. You've got to weigh the good of the many against the needs of the few. I don't know that was that done here in this case. I know those folks are here in Atlanta. They say we got better facilities and things like this to deal with uh, any kind of virus like this. Although I don't know how they could say that uh, with this particular virus, we never had it here in this country before. We never cured. Certainly, no one's ever cured cured it before. So. I think it might be a little too strong a statement to say that we are better prepared to deal with this particular virus, this Ebola. We don't, we don't know if we're better prepared to deal with it or not. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. I do know this. Some of the safety some of the safety uh, uh, procedures that should have been in place over there at that CDC. Uh, We found out here lately, uh, dealing with anthrax and all kind of other deadly uh, uh, viruses uh, weren't that good. So this thing right here, has potential, no, <laughs> no matter what uh, anyone's saying, it has the potential uh, since uh, uh, these two people are here in uh, this country, this city now, of uh, uh, some, some, some negative uh, consequences uh, could uh, come of it. That's all I'm saying. I, you know, I, it's a tough call. Tough, tough call, yeah. It's a tough, tough call. It's a tough, tough call. Uh, 
We've got Ebola, Ebola here in this country for the first time ever. I don't know who made that call. It, it got made so fast. Now, I got a suspicion that, well, we, 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 we're going to see what happens. We're going to leave that alone. Excuse me. We're going to leave that alone.
pretty sure that is the case. We, uh, but with the change of, uh, there's a change in the weather pattern, yeah. That's just a, I don't know what, I don't know what it calls it. I don't know. know. What calls it? But something's going on. It's just too many. Uh, too much crazy stuff going on. The mainstream media, y'all, is finally picking up on the fact that uh, among this president's uh, polling numbers, uh, racism might just play a part in it after five years. The mainstream media is finally starting to, haven't got there yet, they're not there yet, then just maybe uh, this black president is suffering from <laughs> a segment of the society uh, that uh, is railing against him just because of his color. Wow. The polling uh, data just don't uh, make sense. The polling data just don't make sense. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a reason for it. Read my book, Racism and Aid of American Reality. Uh, go to hushmoblack.com, hushmo, H-U-S-H-M-O-B-L-A-C-K.com. You can find my book there. The electronic version is three ninety nine. dollars A soft copy. If you want a, a printed book, it's sixteen ninety five. Go to hushmoblack.com. Go to amazon.com. Uh, any bars and nobles, any of the uh, bookstore, you can uh, order it online. Check my book out. And we talk about uh, racism and hate. Not just not just racism uh, from uh, the KKK. We're talking about racism from the government. A racist system of government that uh, injured uh, millions uh, of Americans, injured millions of uh, American citizens. This is what I make my reparation uh, frame on, the separate equal laws uh, here in uh, Georgia, here in the South, uh, here in this country. The separate equal laws, the Jim Crow laws, codified international law uh, with that uh, 1896 Plessy, Plessy versus uh, Ferguson decision, uh, injured uh, millions of Americans, financial and social. Yeah, I was financially and socially. So uh, here comes the uh, 
Here come the uh, S22. Here comes the Catch-22. We were never refereed. Brown, Brown versus Board of Education. That was about uh, 14th Amendment uh, rights there. Yeah. Wasn't just about school integration. Classy, I keep harping on it. I'm going to keep harping on it. Classy. Kevin plays a whole host of Jim Crow laws uh, throughout uh, American society here, y'all. Yeah. stripped away uh, 14 uh, uh, American protections for millions of Americans of African descent uh, in the workplace, the public place, and the school place. Throughout society, for 100 years after uh, the 14th Amendment was put in place. Yeah, that, you know, we, 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 we should have been refereed, uh, collected reparations, financial reparations for that when Brown uh, set those. Uh, uh, laws of science. When, when Brown decided that the separate equal laws were, were inherently unequal and set them aside in 1954, uh, Financial reparations were due at that time. Thurgood Marshall, the NAACP, didn't petition that court um, mainly because of threats of social unrest, or in other words, threats of racial terrorism here in the country. At uh, they went uh, forward with those petitions uh, on the court there in 1954 for financial reparation. We uh, believe that was a mistake not to petition that court. Uh, We believe it was a mistake not to do that. We believe also that it's not too late to do it. We contend that it's not too late to petition that court for those financial reparations. That era, that era, that hundred years after the Civil War, that these civil equal laws was in place, uh, could be equated to, and were in fact, uh, a form of uh, genocide. A lot of black people, a lot of American Africans, they got killed. Hung and bombed and bitten and because of those laws and because of uh, the non-protection of uh, their Fourteenth Amendment rights. Period. 
You know, uh, nothing we have to relitigate. We don't have to relitigate the seven equal laws (laughs) and the damage and the craziness of that, uh, uh, the injuries that they uh, enacted uh, upon the American people, a class of Americans. We don't have to relitigate that. That, that thing's already been. Hey, Thurgood Marshall, uh, along with uh, the likes of Charles Hempson Houston and Oliver Hill, fought that thing. They litigated that thing for 20, 30 years. Yeah? Well, that was, no, they fought that thing. Our people, our uh, uh, our people fought that thing. We as a people fought the separate equal laws or something a hundred years, almost a uh, hundred years until Brown overturned that stuff, certainly 90 years. Uh, but then we didn't uh, uh, get any kind of um, uh, relief or uh, uh, relief or, uh, for our injuries. I mean, uh, not financially. Uh, socially, I mean, maybe uh, they did something about integrating the schools and uh, public facilities and the likes, but uh, our injury was much, much more than uh, the social aspects of uh, that case. I was that our injuries was much, much more than, than just uh, integrating the school or integrating uh, the society on a social level. Uh, we were due financial reparation because we had been harmed in the in uh, um, economic inequality debate that's going on today has a lot to do uh, with the several equal laws. There's a direct connection between the discriminatory Jim Crow laws of this country and the economic divide uh, between uh, American African and uh, uh, white American. No, that's just a fact. The separate equal laws has a direct connect uh, to that economic inequality. And why uh, uh, people are pretending that somehow uh, or choosing to uh, ignore or try to uh, ignore that fact is beyond me. We're, we're not going to let that happen, not on the Hushmore Black Forum. We're going to talk about it with every breath of our uh, being. Uh, that's the separate equal laws injured me. All Americans of African descent born prior to 1954 was directly injured by those laws was directly injured by those laws. The separate equal laws were inherently unequal and injurious to uh, millions of Americans. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. We uh, are coming up on... uh, 
Wow. About seven minutes to eight. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls, yeah. See if we can pay some bills. How are we going to pay some bills? We ain't got no. Wait, let's go. Hey, y'all. Hang, hang in there. We, we'll be right back. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, uh, welcome back. Hey, uh, welcome back to the Hesper Black Forum. Hey, it's Saturday, August the, uh, August the 7th. August the 2nd. Not the 7th. Come on. I'm thinking about my sister's birthday here. <laughs> one, my sister and my nephew, one of them, they birthday coming up this month. August, I got, I got all kinds of birthdays coming up here. This month, yeah. We always have a big August uh, birthday. Uh, uh, celebration. I don't know. I guess that's a result of people making babies in the wintertime, yeah. <laughs> Those winter months ain't much going on. Uh, ain't much going on other than, uh, especially back in the day when Ashville came along. <laughs> uh, nothing going on. Wasn't much work back in those days. A lot of people had a lot of time on their hands. We found us a new drink, and we don't even drink anymore. But a cider, apple cider, kind of we kind of mix it in with the. Uh, Kind of mix that thing up and uh, with the, some uh, cinnamon uh, Irish whiskey makes for you. Ain't no alcohol, very little alcohol. Here you go. We don't. When you try to become a non-alcoholic, you try to look for. Uh, Hello again, everyone. I'm Jerome Jerenovich. Welcome to Braves Live. We do have a game to get you ready for, and we will throughout this broadcast. But fastballs and fielding take a backseat to an old friend, and no one that I currently work with loved the old professor than the two guys who were sitting in the very same seat that he occupied for so many years. Their thoughts on me, Van Ruren, your chip and chip. Hey, Jerome, thanks very much. We got to the ballpark in San Diego about an hour ago, and there was a steady rain shower. You almost never see that in Southern California. The good Lord's crying, and so is Braves country, and there'll be some tears shed tonight for us. We certainly will forever remember Pete Van Ruren, his wonderful family. Uh, it's hard to believe he's gone, Joe. This is a very, very tough day for us personally and certainly professionally, too. We're all sad and we're all brokenhearted. Um, I heard from people from Philadelphia to San Francisco today and every all parts in between because everybody in baseball that knew Pete Van Leeren knew that they had a friend. He was nice to everybody. I never heard Pete say this. Big, uh, one of the Braves announcers, long-time announcers, Pete Van Leeren, uh passed on. I think he's been on, been kind of ill for uh, some years uh, here, uh, but uh, we want to pass on our uh, condolences uh, to his family and the Braves uh, organization. Uh, just a great, great uh, loss. Got 
was a great, great announcer. I, who could uh, forget him and uh, Skip Carey and uh, Joe Simpson? Uh, Calling Braves games for some, I don't know, 25 years or so. That's a great, great. Uh, Texas practically knew what was going to happen before it happened. What always struck me most about Pete Van Weeren was Pete Van Weeren, the uh, man, not the baseball broadcaster. Just a great, great, uh, well, person. I like baseball. I'm a big baseball fan. Although my team, the Braves, right now, we we got to pick this thing up. Yeah, we we got to pick this thing up, son. The Hasbro don't like nothing <laughs> about the way these Braves are playing right now. We lost the game last night, ten to one. Hey, hey, come on, <laughs> we we can't. Uh, we got to uh we trying to we trying to we trying to compete here, yeah. We we trying to compete and we done lost the game ten to we lose we score one run and going into August. We 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 got we should be clicking on all cylinders here. We need to be clicking on all cylinders this late in the season. I mean if we're going to uh, talk about uh, – if we're talking about uh, trying to compete with uh, the Washington National, hmm. Suspect of this move, uh, this move might work out. 
this move might work out for us, y'all. But right now, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little leery of Fred is not the bottom of the second. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all. Uh, uh, is that right? The Nationals leading the Phillies fast is nothing in the bottom of the second. We, uh, we know one thing for sure. If there's anybody who's going to make a difference for the Braves, it's going to have to be uh, the Braves. (laughs) It's going to have to be us. We can't can't depend on nobody. We can't depend on nobody to, uh, we can't depend on nobody to uh, carry that cross uh, for us. Mm We got to do all this ourselves. That's just the way it is. We got to do all of this ourselves, yeah. So we got Jason Haywood back in there tonight. We definitely need him. This is a, he's got to suck it up. Oh, he's got to suck it up now. We, we, we can't. Hey, we need every swinging. Jock out there uh, in the game competing. We need everybody competing up in this thing. We can't we can't be playing short. We can't be playing short, yeah. Uh, we can't play short. We can't be playing short. Yeah, we got to get Jason back in there. We got to get him back in there tonight <laughs> until the end of the stretch. It looks like we got this guy. We setting them up. But uh, you never know what's going to happen until they get back out there on that road. Why do you keep it, uh, uh, viewing this guy from uh, this other team, Jeff Francois, who didn't do nothing for us while he was here? I'll never know. <laughs> but uh, be that as it may. He's been cut two or three times, sent down to the moment. Uh, they dug him back up basically. When he came to baseball, and like I said, those two guys' voices, whenever I heard them on TV, it's just, it was almost comforting to see wrong when they weren't there. Tonight, I think, you know, anybody at Warner, Warner, Pete, grab a Heineken, raise this guy, or put it right there in the middle of the board because, you know, this guy meant so much to so many of us. So we have our post game plan set, and that's very way. You know, when the rest of the team knows about Pete Van Buren, 
thousands of uh, people who could have been and deserve to be uh, in the in this we we broke narrowed all we narrowed it down to twelve. It's tough, tough, it's awfully tough uh, leaving leaving folks off. It's awful tough. I want them to know that uh, we still under uh, your uh, sacrifices on our behalf. Uh, we honor you, those that didn't make a man list. Uh, uh, with the utmost of uh, uh, respect. Uh, I mean, you got people. You got uh, people um, not fall for that thing that uh, never blow your mind. MLK didn't make the list. Malcolm X didn't make the list. Let you know how tough that list is. Not that he uh, was a great, great uh, American, American, in a sense. Um, we it's going to come out, y'all. Yeah. We, we're going to put it together, bring this thing out before the president leave office. He might make the list. This president might bump. <laughs> one of these 12, because we still, this is an ongoing pro, uh, project. We still, while we, uh, since we've been working on this thing for the last, over the last couple of years, we've had to remove, in our research, we've had to remove some of, uh, some of those 12 disciples uh, off that list and replace them with a greater um, a greater figure here. We've had to do that a couple of times already. So by the time this thing finished, we're trying to finish it before this president leaves office. This president may very well make that list. Yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, all right. this guy's remember this guy's the president of uh, the United States. Leader of the free world here. America's happiness has a risen to this uh, the highest uh, highest office in the world. His status uh, in the community is huge by um, his accomplishments uh, so far. And he still has uh, still president. And I, I, 
How Twelve Disciples, y'all. The Rise and Fall of Jim Crow. Chronicling the separate equal laws. It's uh, the formation of them, uh, the effects of them, the uh, destruction of them, and uh, yet still the the, uh, ongoing uh, effects of them. The leftover uh, uh, effects of uh, Jim Crow. Those shadows, the destructive uh, nature of Jim Crow is crazy thing about it. Um, you have forces at work today that uh, want to uh, take the country back to uh, a place in town where uh, where Jim Crow was uh, in vogue uh, way of life the whole way of life evolved around uh, the separate equal uh, um, institutions uh, that uh, Paralleled in the Greeks to a great extent, uh, uh, the Annabellum uh, Herrenbach uh, uh, Democratic uh, Society of the South. It's just a fact, you There's nothing to die. I didn't just make this stuff up. I can't make up anything. I ain't got the. I ain't. <laughs> I suppose don't make up anything. I, I try to read. Um, add my uh, two cents to uh, uh, history. History that has gone on uh, here in this country over the last 200 years. Uh, I, it's what I, I try to make sense of it. Try to share uh, my experience uh, living in, within that uh, his family's uh, experience and outcome living through uh, the history of this country some 200 I tell stories my family we go back here before uh, Georgia was a state uh, before this United States was a United States of America we did this to uh, that but <laughs> North American Indian. I'm that's a weird business to uh, uh, the country uh, called the United States of America. That thing that was formed in 1776 when they uh, declared their independence from uh, from uh, from England and subsequently setting up, establishing uh, this new nation. Whose land was it? Leave it to the peanut gallery. It was a Native American land. We we don't know how the Anglo-Saxons came about it. We just do. They were invaders, huh? 
Like that to be in Vegas. Can't you just look at the, uh, what transpired? I mean, look at history. We, you can't. The only thing you can call it, it wasn't indigenous to this uh, continent. Uh, and there were already uh, inhabitants uh, here on this continent. So the new Europeans arriving here after 1492 when Columbus sailed were, in fact, uh, invaders. They turned out. I mean, come on. They had the biggest stick, huh? They had the biggest stick. They came here in uh, history show that they uh, pretty much took themselves some purpose. Took themselves the land of uh, milk and honey. Drew. By having this uh, stick. Hey, uh, it's about, wow, it's about 8.30 here in the ATL. That's what I went off on a tangent and forgot where he was in. I know one thing. <laughs> we, um, Got a lot of um, well, I should say the president's got a lot of uh, things on this plate. We, as a as a as, a, as Americans, have to uh, have to have this guy's back. Yeah? We've got to have his back because what's happening to him. In terms of, you know, this racism has not uh, happened to any of the 43 uh, presidents that preceded him. Has that uh, had to deal with uh, the racism element of uh, of the job? of being president. 
all of us fight. All of us of European descent. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> it's just a fact, you uh, It's just a fact. The next Democrat running for president in this country don't have to do anything. The next the white Democrat running for president of this country don't have to do a darn thing but run on the policies that the president, this black president, uh, already have in place. They will win simply because the majority of the country like uh, the policies of this president. The majority of the country like the policies of this president. This polling is, is hey, and, and don't forget, he's got a, 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 a job approval rating in the 40s where this Republican Congress, this Congress got an approval rating uh, below 10%. It's not even a comparison, so. Wow, that 40 percentile, uh, while uh, it looks bad, when you compare it, compare it to what? Uh, that thing looks a lot, lot, uh, hmm. Those phones are not all what they uh, clink, uh, are cranked up to be. Uh, when you delve into it a little deeper, uh, you see that uh that polling thing is not all that strength up to be, especially when you have an American of African descent and you have a nation that's 35% have a racial bias, uh, about 35% of its citizens against uh, Americans of African descent. That's a problem. That's a governing problem. That's a, a huge moral problem uh, for this country. It's a moral problem still, you know. Racism is a moral sin in my mind. That's just me. <laughs> it's a moral sin, you know. Racism is a moral sin. Uh, ultimately, who deals, uh, who can deal with, uh, um, who deal with sin? At the end of the day, who uh, who is the uh, arbiter of a man's uh, uh, sin? <laughs> hey, uh, the man upstairs. The man upstairs might have to get involved in this uh, country's. Uh, Morality issues once more. The man of sales might have to get in the middle of this country's morality issues once again. That's just me. I I don't know. I, I, uh, I ain't no prophet. I ain't no teacher, preacher, or any of that. I'm just you know, going on uh, what I believe. What I see. 
Hell, it's about the uh, wow, twenty eight minutes until the end of this thing, y'all. We're gonna take another pause for the calls here. We'll be right back, y'all. Hanging there, you got me in the hush mode. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace. Affectionately known as the Professor, Van Buren spent 33 years behind the microphone for the phrase before his retirement in 2008. We ask that you please join us in a moment of silence to remember the late Van Buren.
tomorrow is T30 on Fox Sports South. Plus, you find your Atlanta Hyundai dealers. And the San Diego Padres live from Pittsburgh Park. Let's see if Atlanta can rebound after a tough night last night. Padres, Florida Atlantic, and the one they found out this season high 20 hits against Freddie Gonzalez. Maybe he's going to try to change his luck with Dr. Sato. Freddie might be a bigger size. Padres take a great risk with Padres.
Hey y'all. <laughs> we 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 don't we don't normally we don't normally uh be doing that thing like like this. But that that that's the guy who my soul, y'all. Man who brought funk went to mainstream. Well, Mr. Uh, James Brown, y'all. We just uh, kind of calling him tonight. We we just uh, kind of honoring the Godfather soul by the night on the release of his uh, movie. Get on up. Y'all check him out. Thank you. 
Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African American community. Check us out at the Hushmore Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com. <laughs> 